Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. I chose for to get on, man. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. That's what we rely on over here at CarCast. Man, Carl, it's Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea over there. Yeah. How are you? I'm um, good. So uh, as people hear this, we're on a cruise right now, enjoying yeah. ourselves at sea, entertaining the troops who uh, came on board and uh, decided to take a cruise with us. Um, we will be showing the uh, Willie T doc, Uppity. It'll be the first time people see that documentary. When, uh, uh, when you uh, watch that with everybody, are you going to be more focused on reactions? Or are you going to be watching the movie? What, what's it like He's for you? He's going to be having a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, on a cruise. I can focus it's on reactions. Shorts. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, have, I have watched that movie a couple of times in front of a couple of people, Lynette and her friend and things like that. Their their the reaction is very strong. They get very emotional and teary at the end, and blah blah blah. And I think I I will be watching the people. I'll be watching the the doc, and um, and and I look forward to you know to I don't know if I I don't look forward to big things out of that doc. I look forward to a very favorable reaction to that doc. I. I think um, I think it, it's it's more moving than any of the other stuff we've done. It's it's just uh, in a, a more moving story, and I, I think people are really going to like that uh, doc a lot. And I I like Willie. Yeah, I like Willie. I, I too. like I think he's a I think he's an interesting guy. I think he's a passionate guy, and uh, it's it's always you know I've only met him a handful of times, but every time is. There's something significant. Like he's always got just emotion or a story or something. So I, I could, I'm excited about. Seeing it's gonna this. be good. I, I, you know, look. The best part about making those docs, it's it's not making them or paying for them or dealing with them or clearing things or you know thousand discussions about who will and who won't and what we can can use and can't use and all that kinds of. The best part is sitting down and watching them with a group of people and having having them respond to it. And I, I just think it's a very strong piece. And I think people are going to react in a very positive way. So I'm glad to do that. Now it will not be completely mixed and color corrected and, you know, all the, you know, credits and all that. It's still, yeah, yeah. it's still being locked off, but it, it'll be very strong. Uh, Nick 28 Cincinnati, Nick. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, doing well. Um, so I have a question for you. I know you just got into the uh, Paul Newman Porsche, and I currently have a, it's an old 68 Carmen Ghia, and I'm looking to upgrade to really my dream car is a 911 or a 912. And I'm actually going to be out in L.A. in January. And so there's uh, several out there. There's a lot more out there than in the Midwest. And I was wondering if you think... Something like a 912 is a good investment, uh, what to look for when you're looking at them, if you should go to a dealer or a private seller. Okay. Um, 
a 912 is an interesting piece because no one previously cared about a 912 because it's a 911 with a four-cylinder engine in it. So it was always like, well, what, why? <laughs> what's a 911 with a four-cylinder yeah. engine in right. it? But it's and plus one more. 912. <laughs> yeah, it's 912. Yeah, I know. It should be. I, like the safe be, bet is pretty much anything vintage in Porsche, you're going to be That's good. a safe bet. And also, for some reason, the 912s, maybe just because of production numbers, I don't know, popped up. I remember uh, Tanner Faust has one that his dad had. Yeah, his yellow one. It's got a dent in it. And it's got a dent in it. <laughs> and he, he loves that car. Uh, those cars were previously worth just nothing. Yeah. And... Then about, you know, when the whole Porsche thing popped up two years ago, those things popped up pretty fast, too. And as, as I recall, although Nick will tell us, I recall seeing those 912s. And now they're like 40 or 50 grand. And I was like, what? Yeah. And it's like, is yeah, that, yeah. Is, Nick, what, you're looking around. What's the market on those? Yeah, so I've seen some between, I mean, for a really, really nice mint condition, definitely like 40 to 50 but there's also really just good condition between 20 to 30. And just like you said, I mean, seven years ago, eight years ago, I was kind of toying with the idea. I mean, you could get them for like 15, and I'm kind of kicking myself for waiting. But I figured I shouldn't wait any longer. But I also don't know, do those things cap out? Do they fluctuate? In 10 years, will they be back down to 15? No, I don't, I don't I, I, think, I think so. I think they'll squiggle. They'll go up and down a little bit. But if you look at the, the chart, it'll, it'll, it'll go up. And it might go and, up and down a little bit, but the trajectory is going to be going up. I think it's a good car to get into. I think any of the Porsches are, 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 are going to be good. I, 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 I agree. I mean, I wouldn't go any lower than a 914.6. Although I think I was reading one of my car magazines and a nine fourteen non six I think went for ninety grand or something. It wow. was it was it was in the paid too much department, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and who knows the story? I don't know if it's just a No, some, no, it was at an auction. It, something special about oh, the cars. Oh, yeah. You know, like well, I mean, the... obviously it was in good shape and single owner, whatever whatever it is, but it was like ninety two thousand dollars for a nine fourteen six. Yeah. Look, a VW buses are two hundred and fifty grand. You know, we're we're living in a weird air cooled yeah. world right now, my <laughs> friend. So I would get into the nine twelve. Honestly, if I was buying a Porsche right now and I had a budget, I would get the nicest 911 SC I could find because I still think mm -hmm. they're out there for 30 grand and they look good and they work and they're okay. kind of cool yeah. and they're not 60s, they're 70s and even into the 80s. But I would try to get the first year or I try to get a Targa or something, but just a super clean, yeah. low mileage, single owner. Like I'd go find the best SC I could find in the country and pay 40 thousand dollars for it or thirty six thousand yeah. dollars for like the nicest one in the world and, and i just drive that car and hang on to that car. anything that is the special version of it and this goes without saying is is like you're saying if you're looking at a bunch of 911s and you find the targa and they made fewer the, than those then 
you might want to go in that direction. Or if there's something else kind of special or makes it unique. And by the way, the new car companies are doing this now. This is why they, you know, they they do the Neiman Marcus edition, Aston Martin or whatever. It's they're always coming up with these different I know. special. I got the editions. new Thunderbird from uh, 2001. That's awesome. <laughs> making money hand over fist. Yeah, on making that money. Powder blue. Yeah, baby. Look that out. one doesn't go toward your net worth. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't have one of those cars, but that would have been one of those yeah. Neiman Marcus. I remember they when the when the Thunderbird came back in like '02 or whatever. They yeah, were, they were selling it. Give it, give it five more years. It shows up for Barrett Jackson for seventy nine thousand dollars because somebody yeah. has one with all wrapped in plastic with paper floor mats, still brand new. Yeah, yeah not I, even dealer prepped. So Nick, we we like your idea of your nine twelve. We like my idea okay. of an SC. You said Porsche, so you're on the right track. We like the 914.6, sort of. Yes. Yeah, a quick question, too. Are there certain things I know, and the Ghia is like the poor man's Porsche. That's what I have now. And I know when I was looking at those, there's like always check floor pans, things like that. Are there certain things to look for in those 911s, 912s that you're aware of to to really check out first? Well, obviously, you're right. I mean, obviously, any kind of rust. If they're California cars, rust just is not an issue but any kind of rust good any kind of has it been hit you know it's their unibodied cars so did they get hit where what repairs were done you know and and that uh, about the 912 i don't know that car inside and out i couldn't tell you if if it's like hey you need to find them that has like the water pump replaced because that's what's going to go like i don't know what the 912 issue is but i don't have a water pump um, you know what I'm saying, but like I, no, I, I, you know I, what I'm saying. I know you're saying Those they don't have a water pump ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it couldn't has a water pump been replaced? No, it has not. Okay, well okay. then I cannot buy this car. <laughs> Hold on, sir, it doesn't have. No, no, no. Nope, I've heard enough. Nope, I'm out. I've heard enough. <laughs> if it comes with a water pump, then don't buy it. <laughs> That's <laughs> because right. Then there's an issue with it. But uh, I'm sure there's plenty of forums and maybe I don't know. Maybe like guys that. Because uh, I was going yeah, go to ask Porsche like, a Pel- question. Go to like, yeah, Pelican, like a Pelican Parts, Parts or something. And then go look on those forums and see what they got. But I would look for, yeah, the, the rust-free and not hit, you know, and and all that stuff. And then, I don't know, like as far as the motor goes, it's a four-cylinder. Like it's not going to cost that much to rebuild if you have to yeah. rebuild it. It four bolts. It drops out. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything um, that's – that's specific to those cars that doesn't just apply generally to all cars, which is work big to small, but, but look for that. The main thing is, is just that unibody car wasn't, wasn't caved in at some point. Yeah. That's what and the radiator and the radiator. You want to flush that. <laughs> you want to know that, that when the last time the radiator was flushed and what about the, uh, what about the pump and, uh, the water pump. And then also, um, you're going to have a thermostat. Yeah. You want to make sure it's a new thermostat yeah. in there. Well, of course. Right. I mean, if you're going to do the system, do the system. Do the whole system. So the topic of Porsches brings up uh, a question. There's a question for listeners. Mm-hmm. We have never gone to Ren Sport. Everybody mm-hmm. says the event is great. And I don't know. We're just not like diehard Porsche people. Love the Porsches. Uh, you know, now that you have one, you're starting to. We're starting to hear so much more about the Porsche world, Porsche racing, Porsche history. I want to know more about Rensport. I want to know, is this 
the cool event to go to? Why is it the cool event to go to? Uh, what are we going to see there? Uh, should we go? Should we bring the 935? Should we, should we do some laps around the track with that thing? Is that at Laguna Seca? I, it's at Laguna Seca. I don't know if it always is. I, I haven't I done think, the research. I think on. it's like, all I've over never the been, place. so it doesn't move. But I think the next one is in September, which is a quite a ways away. But at Laguna Seca, at Laguna Seca. But tickets are already on sale, and I haven't looked into like getting a car registered. But uh, but uh, as you're listening to this, it's a big deal. Let us know. Tweet us or hit me up on facebook or instagram and tell me about ren sport i think you need to be there with the with the new porsche well we love laguna seca and we love the porsches and and it's you know yeah. uh well look i i think i think porsche enthusiasts are more enthusiastic than any other make uh, any supporters of any other make, and I'm going to try to break this. Do you down. hang out with the Corvette Club guys? No, <laughs> I, I try not to because I see guys in in their early sixties with one stud earring. I, I mean, it's usually a turn is it Harrison off to Ford? <laughs> yeah, boy, I'd like to talk to him. Um, the Corvette guys now. All right, let's try to figure this out. The Corvette guys, like too many Corvette windbreakers, you know, like like bomber jackets or, or too many, too, <laughs> too many, too many of those uh, silk Corvette who, jackets. Who's worse, dude? Corvette owners do do Corvette owners dress more like a Corvette, or do Ferrari owners dress more like a Ferrari? Wow, that's almost a tie. And in my mind, in my mind, I think Corvette owners dress like corvettes and ferrari owners dress like rich douchebags but not like not like ferraris i mean they went they got the shoes and the jackets and they got the it's a lot of horse emblems yeah it's more it's It's more to me though it's it's more it's more it's more (laughs) uh rolex daytona watches and that weird suede red suede loafers yeah with weird weird truck knobbies you know weird but knobbies i don't on the think bottom. you need a red hat red jacket and red pants all at the same time and yellow loafers like i don't think you need to wear all of that well i would say that the corvette guys literally dress like the car they wear <laughs> the silk yellow jacket that has the corvette stuff in place oh, yeah. on it and they get their George gr- Paris would be so happy. Yeah, they get their girlfriends <laughs> to wear it too or their second and third wives or whatever yeah. it is. Like those are those guys. And so they just now they're just wearing jeans and Nike's or New Balance or whatever, but yeah. they are physically wearing the hat and the jacket. The Ferrari is that guys kind of like, you know, dressing to see your football team. Yeah, it's like, like you're, you're on a team. Yeah, yeah, it's like you support a team. Ferrari's team are rich guys. So their their tools are cigar, yeah. watch, loafers. Yeah, the Ferrari but the, Hublot. But the, no, you're missing my point here, Matt, for the third time. They're not necessarily wearing Ferrari stuff. They're wearing the costume of rich dude, and that rich dude drives a Ferrari. Like that. And they do have the jackets and they yeah. got the hats and they got the stuff, but they're mainly dressed like rich guys who we then assume are owners of Ferraris. Yeah. But the, but I, okay. I, I think the Corvette guys dress more like Corvette guys. Audi guys don't dress like anything. No. 
just probably like good frames, you know, on their glasses. Right. It's an Audi guy move. Um, the Ford guys are the Ford guys. The Chevy guys are the Chevy guys. There's the Mopar guys are the Mopar guys. And those are just kind of the, you know, sort of the lunkheads who love all that stuff. And then, then there's Porsche. And I think those guys are harder core than everyone else. Like I, I think they're, they're not about walking around with jackets and hats. They're into, let's get the car on the track. Guys, yeah. they're they're in, in a weird way, they're attracted to the brand because the brand is a no frills brand. It's just it's just well, let's go win and let's be super pragmatic about it. But let's not make that we don't have to make a bunch of noise. We'll just go win. Yeah. And that's that that who who is attracted to Porsche are like wildly pragmatic guys who want to go drive the car, want to see the car, whatever, but not the big loud kasha. Right, Guys. right. Except when they're buying their car. Go build any Porsche on their website with the build it feature and 30% of the price is just an options. Everything's a la carte on a Porsche. It's phenomenal. You can get you can get model delete which so they cut the badges off <laughs> instead really? of putting them on. All this great stuff with Porsches. There's there's so many options with Porsches. And then they have their exclusive whatever thing. You can get all the that sort of the custom treatment stuff, pick well, a color or whatever, but it's great. Like you, you go to the website, and be like Porsche came in sixty nine thousand. That's amazing. And then one hundred and four thousand dollars later, you're like, man, I just put a stereo and some some, some options in the, the the seats and the yeah, you know, the floor mats. It's an and, interesting yeah. business model. Yeah, and it's the- so profitable. Like I think they're the most profitable per car. Makes sense. And the uh, well, it, it 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 makes sense from a profit standpoint to instead of just have new model, new model, new model, you just have a platform, and people just keep adding on to the platform yeah. because you don't have to make a new platform. You just have the platform. You how just many add ceramic how many brakes. different versions of a nine eleven you think are available right now? There's you know between like there's the two wheel drive, the four wheel drive, there's the turbos, the GTs, the the Targas. There's 30. There's the turbos that aren't turbos, but they have turbos. Yeah. There's everything. Yeah, I agree. So I think they're the hardest. The the least in the car world are probably the Aston Martin guys. They're just like, I wanted something. I'm rich, yeah. and I want something other than a Ferrari. So I got this one. Yeah. But I don't think there's park, anything about. Park it next to the Ferrari. I, I don't think they care or know or know to care. I've not, <laughs> I've not really found any like hardcore Aston Martin guys. Yeah, that's true. They like the uh although Paul McCartney Maybe a vintage Aston Martin guy. Paul McCartney's uh DB5's coming up. When did we figure out that's coming up? You figure that out. We figured that out soon. I think like, it's, it's I think Oh, that's going to be the 6th of December is it in that sale? I think it's that one. I'll tell you about Simply Safe, man. How about it? Getting a good night's sleep. Easier said than done, especially if you hear that noise downstairs or that kitchen window break. What do you do in that situation? You turn to Simply Safe. You better get Simply Safe. It's coming up on 2018. You've heard me talk about this for a while. I use it. Matt has it. Gary's got it going now. Mark Garrigus has it set up in his place. Uh, Mike and uh, Dawson. Simply Safe. It's a complete security arsenal with motion sensors, glass breaking sensors, high definition security cameras, everything you need 
to keep your family safe. Hop online, order it in minutes. A few days later, shows up at your doorstep. Just open the box, plug it in. You'll have 24-7 protection. No hard wiring, no drilling, no pulling wires, peel and stick. Batteries last up to 10 years. No contracts and hidden fees. It's just the best. It's Simply Safe. Go to simplysafe.com. Two eyes in there. S I M P L I simplysafe.com slash Adam three. Adam three. They want to know you heard it here. Get a special 10% off discount. Simplysafe.com. Adam and the word three. All right. We have uh, questions out there or um shorty well um i'm looking up paul mccartney right now and it says you can paul mccartney's db db5 estimated sell between 1.6 and 2 and when is that coming up is that coming up on uh bonhams bonhams yes so is that in no that's that's not december 6th that's not it's it's phoenix then I'm looking for that, data. That ar- yeah, that article didn't say. It'll it'll say. All right. Oh yeah, I have questions as well. So while we're give me a question. That up, uh, Jeff. Oh, well, before I uh, ask a question, anybody who wants to write a question, to Adam and Matt, just go to carcastshow.com. Fill out. Hold the, on. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Now fill out the contact page and then uh, write in the question. Let me ask you this. Um, I'm looking at the Tesla roast Roadster. We we're talking mm-hmm. about it last week on the show. Uh, you know, zero to sixty, one point nine seconds. Fine, I get it. Six hundred twenty mile range sounds a lot, like a lot. But then I looked over; it's a two hundred fifty mile an hour top speed. Yeah, that seems weird to me. Yeah, I I don't know what they're doing, but I always thought the deal was with electric. You got that zero to sixty golf cart effect, but then you also got the golf cart effect of no top. You know, you weren't wasn't a top end thing. Yeah. That two fifty number seems dubious. It seems high it and seems I hope high. they get it. But I hope you they know, get it you, too. If you like you said, you read the headlines, it's fastest production car. It's okay. not even in production. That's not in production. Don't worry about it, man. I'll be in the tunnels at two fifty miles <laughs> yeah. an hour. You in the tunnels at two fifty. All right. <laughs> All right. Jeff from Virginia writes uh, <laughs> Hey guys, love the podcast. I share Adam's love for all things Dotson. For me, the Grail would be a Z432 or Z432R. Adam, do you have any thoughts on uh, acquiring one of these dots? Is any, and uh, just want to know your thoughts because I know you're focused more on the 510, the 280, more road racing variants. Z4, is that the right-hand drive Z with the twin cam head know. on it? Put up yeah. a picture of that. There By the go. way, the, uh, the Aston Martin is Bonhams, December 2nd in London. Oh, 2nd. Even before, so that's yeah, it's that's a different a, auction than the one you're thinking of. That is, in, uh, that is upon us. The New York auction. That is yeah. upon us. Um, and Chris Evans owned it too. The DJ. Yes. Yes. But he's a radio guy. We did the research. We had this conversation. Mm-hmm. He is a, a, a radio interviewer guy. He's a, oh, he's interesting. Not, he's not, not a, a like DJ. A, he's not like, like a Paul Oakenfold. He's our DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Our kind of DJ. Yeah. I and do, a host and like TV yeah, I host. Do, and... I do kind of remember hearing that, and then I talk myself out of it because I'm like, that guy owns a Ferrari GTO. Like, why? Yeah. How do he make so much money? Not interviewing people, but not 
doing the DJ stuff that everyone gets wildly overcompensated yeah. for because they push a button and then they jump out in front of the stage and they start shaking their hands over. Yeah, their but head. it was something else. But there was something else that he was involved in as an investor. I forgot what business it was or a production company or but he's, or real uh, estate. And he, you know, he bought into something and they sold it and made like I, another thirty million. I got it. He's UK Top Gear. UK yes, Top Gear is that defunct? Is that coming back? Yeah, I, 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 I thought they were still doing it with like uh, with uh, Matt LeBlanc, and he was kind of the lead now. He and, then, and Chris were in and, it, but uh, then I, and I feel Chris the same, Harris and some other people I feel the same way around about Top Gear as I as I sort of do about. Uh, I'm a little behind on the. I'm a little uh, behind too. On, uh, on the, feel the, the same way I do is about the uh, same way I felt about Loveline, like Loveline. Now is uh, being hosted by like Rose. Oh man, DJ Rose. Uh, the, the point. The point is this: um, is it Khalid? Shake Khalid is no, no. It's because <laughs> I don't know what he does. Uh, but here's my whole point. <laughs> I did Love Line for a decade, and we were number one everywhere. And we're a little bit of a sensation. And people would always say to me, what's, what's the magic? Like, what, what's, what's, the, what's going on? What's the recipe? You know, how are you yeah, guys having yeah. so much success? All, you keep expanding into more markets. You're number one everywhere you're at. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. We'd have numbers like, we'd, be, we'd have these numbers like in like, oh God, I can remember being in, uh, doing a, going up to like, um, Oh God! Where are the banana slugs from? Um, Santa Cruz. Yeah, like Santa Cruz, like a Santa a place like Santa Cruz, and it'd be like, you guys have a sixty-one share in Santa Cruz. Like if, when people listen to the radio between ten and midnight, six out of ten of them are listening to Loveline. Like we'd have yeah. these massive, massive numbers everywhere, and then everyone's always saying to me, uh, "What do you attribute that to?" And I'd go, "Me, mostly." <laughs> And then Drew, and then me and Drew, yeah. and they'd be like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, me and Drew, mostly me. And yeah. then they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's the it's it's the format, right? And I'd right. go, I, I don't know, what's the format? And I go, love line. I go, what's the what's love the line? Format? It's just me and it's Drew. We're just sitting Sorry. here answering questions on the phone. I, there's no yeah. format. Yeah, it's the it's the thing. And even the people that own the show, paid for the show, had the show, they still thought they could pull me out and plug somebody else in. It's like, hey, we got a format. It's called Loveline. So what do we need you for? Yeah. Like, what are we paying you all this money for? And I'm like, because I'm the show, because that's what the show is. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we want to go like younger, Latino. We're going to save ourselves a bunch of money. And we'll just like, they have no concept. It, it's weird. It, it, it'd be under. It, I completely understand it if we were talking to some guy who was in the sheet metal, like his business was sheet metal and he was in Missouri and he made, he made stainless steel flues for commercial restaurants. Yeah. But not the people that program the station and, and, (laughs) and actually program Loveline. You'd think they would have some concept over it. And they're just like, no, we'll pull you out. We'll plug in somebody else. And I'm like, Okay. And Top Gear is the same thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, we have a franchise here. It's called Top Gear. And it's like, no, you have three guys. 
Yeah. And you can call it whatever you want. And they go, we have a franchise called Top Gear. We're going to pull you out. We'll plug in, you know, somebody else, know something about cars, and then we'll keep the franchise rolling. They cannot recreate the franchise. They can't duplicate the franchise. They can't keep the one going. Yeah. Because they can't recreate the three guys. That's right. And Loveline's the exact same thing. It's like they Not for lack of effort. They thought they could do Loveline without me, and they could, like, do it, but it's never going to, it never was. And then it just started to kind of die on the vine. And now it's some, some rap chick is like doing it or something. And it's just it's like, eh, who cares? Yeah. Now, I don't know. I didn't even know I, it was I, still around. I, my only question is, is how come they don't know what the goddamn show is? It's an insane thing. All yeah, right. Evan's left. Uh, oh, he's left. Yeah, he cut his contract short. So, so he's gone. But it's still on. Who hosts it then? It I have uh, Roy Reed, Sabine Schmidt, Matt LeBlanc, Chris so, Harris. So Matt's still there. Yeah. Wait, Chris Harris. Oh, Chris Harris, the other guy, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, I just don't know how how decision makers make it that far to where they are people make it that far to where they can make that decisions, but with like those kinds of instincts, you know, like oh, let's just let's just revamp it and and just do you know, just change everything. But like, how do you get to that position? I, with, with that brain, guys. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Amber Rose, Amber Rose, who's oh. Amber Rose? Amber Ro- Amber Rose is on it. She's dating Shake Wiz Khalif. <laughs> yeah, she might be actually. <laughs> that could it could be. She she's nice. I ran into her at Gimmel, but uh, look, here's the thing. Um, I don't know how you get that way. Uh, at a certain point, they just offered me less than a third of what Drew was getting paid, and they just wanted me to leave. And uh, I have no idea why you would why you would think that would be a good thing for your franchise, but that's how they think. Now, uh, as far as the Z four two whatever, <laughs> we saw one of those at Amelia Island. Yes. remember? And uh, it's cool. Uh, I you know let's try to figure out other than the right hand drive what's cool about these cars and what's cool about the Z. Four, sorry, Z four three two R, and this thing went for about a buck fifty, right? Yeah, at Amelia, maybe buck sixty five. Yeah, it was up Let's there. Um, what's cool about the car, in that it looks exactly like a Z because it is a Z. I mean, Z platform, Z bumper, Z Z everything. They put the mirrors up front. Yeah, can I say about the mirrors up front when you're doing the American thing and you're taking the car to SEMA? A little fucked out. Like, yeah. they don't quite need the mirrors up front, but okay. Um, it's a twin overhead cam. It's a twin cam motor. That's what makes this car cool. It had a twin overhead cam, and it came with either, I guess, the twin SUs or the triple draft, whatever's, Weber's or whatever. I don't know if it ever came with the triple draft, but it's a cool piece. There's no doubt about it. But in my book, it is... And it's a two-liter, right? Yeah, it came with a triple side draft, probably Solex. The, the only, I mean, so here's my whole thing. The difference between this car... Yeah, it's twin cam, four-valve. Two-liter. And uh, the one at Amelia Island sold for 170500 Nice. But yeah. here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Listen to to Wiz <laughs> Khalif, Sheikh Khalifa here when I say this. I don't want to buy a car 
that I could get all day long as a 2.4 single overhead cam, really nice shape for for 20 between 20 and 25 grand, like a really clean between 20 and 30 grand, like just a nice clean bone yeah. stock Z car. I don't want to get that car with an engine swap that now has twin cams and is a two liter. It's probably making about the same horsepower because yeah. it went a 2.4 to this a, one made to a two liter. Well, a little bit more than 150 or whatever the Z. I don't want the exact same car for another 150 grand. <laughs> like, right. Now, it's a cool car. They didn't make that many of them. I'm sure you'll get your money back. I, I a, a, a cool uh, addition to any collection because it's always going to diversify it, make it like yeah. it'll be a little conversation piece. And, you know, when it comes to those uh, Fakakta Toyota 2000s that were almost going for a million dollars with yeah. the twin cam two liter motor i'd buy this car for a buck 50 all day long before i spent 550 for one of those cars yeah but you're gonna drive that thing up and down the street and everyone's gonna go heck i's got a clean z with a black hood (laughs) yeah and he put his mirrors up front right and i know the price isn't apples to apples but if you drive the 2000 gt you drive the toyota down the street you don't you don't mistake it for that is a good point. The other little Z. Justin, 35, Virginia. Hey, Adam. Hey, Matt. How are you guys doing? Hey. Good, man. What's going on? <laughs> I'm excited to get to talk to you guys. I see you all the time. It's my first time uh, getting to speak with you. Um, but I just wanted to thank Adam because you have motivated me to do a frame-off restoration of a 1950 Chevy truck. And it took me over four years to get it done because it was just me doing it. But uh, I sent Chris an email with some attachments. I don't know if he was able to bring them up, but... Uh, yeah, we're looking at I, it. Uh, oh, I, cool. I love the bed, by the way. Teak? What is that? Mahogany? So that's African mahogany. That's right. And that's, that's 12 coats of uh, saltwater marine urethane that I screwed up three times in a row because you're supposed to wet sand in between coats, you know, get it nice and flat and then put your other coat on. Yeah. Um, luckily, one of our we live. Well, my dad lives on the water. Has his own uh, shop with a four post lift, and that's where I did the restoration. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we we have a neighbor who refinishes old sailboats. Oh, so wow! He yeah. was able to. He, he came over and gave us a hand. It only took us. Well, it took me, you know, three months of screwing it up, and finally he came over and showed me how to do it. Um, and uh, that was. That was it. that was probably the hardest part for me was doing, was finishing that wood because it's such a different skill. I'm yeah. able to weld. I'm 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 able to do some you know some moderate body work um, and that sort of thing. But when it came to the woodworking, it was a completely different skill. Well, to you should have called. Bed wood. You should have called me because I I don't weld, but I probably could have handled the wood. By the way, yeah, side I know note, I know you could have African mahogany is what Matt calls his dick. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Have we talked about that on Super. previous episodes? Yeah. Uh, I just said, go with mahogany. Much- you're, you're, it's a bridge too far. And he said, no, there's a species. It's called African. African. And that's what I'm, that's yeah. I'm naming my wood after. <laughs> it was a really, really big tree and super hard, the guy said. So oh, yeah. yeah. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to... I Wait wanted a minute. To, Wait, to before think- you heap praise on us... We're looking at a picture. It, it looks amazing. The truck is orange. The mahogany just just pops on the bed of that truck. 
Is that stainless or aluminum you have in between the one by five five mahogany strips there? That that is stainless, and it's just uh, it's just polished stainless because. If you like, and you know, you guys know stainless. Like, there's a bunch of different grades of stainless. So you can get the cheap stainless that around the edges or even around the bolt heads will begin to rust. Mm-hmm. But this, this, and this is by Marquet. And I don't know if you guys know 50 Chevy trucks, but there's a bunch of different companies out there that help you with aftermarket parts. And just like anything else, there's different levels. Well, that that's the highest level you can get, and that is without the that. And I shave the bolt heads down. So you shouldn't be able to see any marks at all. If you see the old, some of the older strips will have bolt heads every eight inches, mm-hmm. um, and those should be smoothed. Car- those, those, I smoothed them myself. Car- CarCastShow.com is where you can go to see pictures of Justin's truck. Uh, I love it. And uh, what is the work, what man. is the Good orange? Time. So that is that is House of Colors. That's called Sunset Pearl. And mm-hmm. everybody goes with the Tangelo, and that's what you see on a lot of, like, 69 Camaros, yeah. you know, with the racing stripes sort of thing. But Hold on. We have a house of colors here. It's called uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Try <laughs> 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 to get the big bucks, right, Max Zapata? Come on down. Check it out. <laughs> a lot of shades. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I had to make, right. to make a racial joke. <laughs> um. So anyway, that um, luckily the guys at the paint shop recommended that because that that was the second hardest part of the truck was deciding what color to paint it. And I'm not a I don't like orange on vehicles, but I'm glad they had me do that because does it have like I a pearl stand, or a metallic in it? it it's yep, that's a it's a pearl, and I had yeah. the painter add a little bit of extra pearl. Um, but I thought in the sun, like people had to see it in the sun because in the shade it's just orange. But as you walk by it, it'll it'll. It'll flop colors a little bit for you. And yeah, you I did, can see um, it. I can see it on tops of the fenders getting a little yellow. Did you keep the rims uh, oversized? The rims. So the rims are the rims are the same size diameter front to back. I just got them a little wider in the rear, which is pretty typical. But I did spacers because I'm so um, anal, really, when it comes down to it. When it comes to stance, you can see the exhaust coming out underneath the the, the back side of that step right in yeah. front of the rear tire. So I wanted that stance, when you look at the side of the truck, to have a forward rake by yeah. about an inch and a half, which yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the the difference in where that wheel sits in that fender, whether it's pushed too far back or too far forward by an inch or two, just looked off. So I got wheel spacers to bring them out to the edges of each fender as far as I could go. What are they? What, are they 15s or 16s, or what are they? They're, they're 16s, and they're... Uh, they're just smoothies. They, they call them cop yeah, caps. I like I them. Mean, you know, and you won you know, the uh, you won the good guys national award with it. So it wasn't. It was at the southeastern national show at Concord, North Carolina, like in the middle of uh, Concord uh, inter- the uh, raceway there. Mm-hmm. And I got hot hauler, which is it isn't like builder's choice. Like like it was just me. It wasn't a shop with like four dudes that are actually really good at what they do. It's just little old me. So hot hauler is like. That's sort of like, hey, the, the guys like me who do a decent job, we'll give him that award, but there's no way I would ever get, like, the guys who win, like, Builder's Choice at Good Guys are the guys who win at SEMA. Like, there was right. a C10 that had won at SEMA, like, 
it was like two weeks before out in Vegas last year that was sitting like three trucks down from mine. He got Builder's Choice. You know Are what there, I mean? Yeah, the truck, uh, yeah, we've been to Bodie Stroud's shop uh, recently. Yeah. The truck, the vintage truck world, this seems to be the next platform that everyone is building on now. It used to be, eh, people do a lot of Mustangs and first, second generation Camaros and things like that. Yeah. Corvette's weird because no one does Corvettes or really. There's a couple of 60s Corvettes out there. Yeah, early Corvettes but, starting to show up. At but yeah, they're starting to show up. But these trucks, they're all yeah. over the place now. Ring Brothers just did one. Yeah. Ring, Ring Brothers, Brothers just did a truck? Yeah, well, you saw it when they were uh, Jim oh, was right. pulling the cover off and his right. wife was putting the cover back on. That's right. Because they didn't unveil it yet. That's right. <laughs> hey, thanks, Justin. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you got it done. I'm glad we helped motivate you. Yeah. Uh, you 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 motivated the shit out of me, man. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, like, I had two kids during the process. I wrote it in that little email I sent to Chris, but, like, I had two kids in the process of building this truck, and my wife was super pissed, but she was great. She, <laughs> you know, she stuck with me, and my parents watched the kids while I built the truck. And you were you were huge because on my drive from my house to my dad's house was about an hour in between. Mm-hmm. So I would do this drive, and I would listen to you, and I just you just you just motivated the the living shit out of me, man. I I just good. Hey, listen, so you own like ten percent of that yeah. truck. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Uh, look, <laughs> that's, that's nice. what we're uh, that's what we're here for. I uh, there's something about doing a project, finishing a project. There's something that is more important to the human psyche than any anything you'll learn in a classroom. That that the the notion of beginning, middle, and end. The notion of I have an idea mm-hmm. and now it's done. You know, it's the best part about doing a documentary, writing a book, building a house, doing a kitchen remod. Yeah. You know, it's like at, at some point you just wake up or you walk into the kitchen or you walk into your garage or you or or your phone rings or whatever and somebody says, Do you want to make a movie? Or do you want to write a book? Or you think I gotta redo this kitchen. Or you think I got to build this car? I can do something. It's just it just it wasn't there before. Now it's there. Now the question is: is can you do it? Right. And that's the difference between the, the haves and the have-nots. It's not really the do you think about it. Everyone thinks about it. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'd like to get my kitchen done. And if you're a Corolla, not this Corolla, but if you're my mom, you talk about doing it for literally like 20 years but you never you never do it and that that now it's lose lose because you're burning calories talking about it and thinking about it and you can't even do it and it it kind of becomes a testament to your failure like at least my dad would never walk into a kitchen and go we got to get this kitchen redone my mom would walk in and go, we got to get this kitchen redone and then not do it. But my dad would never think we got to get it done. But also, you get to the end of your life and my dad's like, I'd love to live close to the beach. And it's like, good luck. Okay. <laughs> You're never going to, you can't. You don't have any money. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't do whatever it is you needed to do to set that up yeah. so that you would live close to the beach. So you'd like to. Yeah. And you're not going to do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And on that happy <laughs> note, what do you got? Uh, Geico. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Justin needs it on his truck. Hopefully mm-hmm. he's got it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure he had a to-do list on that truck, you know. Um, so Geico, everybody's got this to-do list. You know, you drop off your dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and you should add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to pick up or drop off anything. You just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, you got to get some car parts, get that project you're working on, that kitchen, that house. Oh, yeah, that house. Well, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Go to geico.com. All right. Look, uh, go to carcastshow.com. I want to see any of the pictures of Justin's truck or any of the stuff we're talking about or whatever we're going got going. Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y.com. That's going to be your new destination. You know my movies, but uh, the uh, 12 O'Clock Boys, check that out. I I love that doc. And um, Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. i got to check it out. Oh, you should. Yeah. It's really fascinating. It's, it's kind of motorsports meets uh, inner city. But, I mean, like... I watched that doc five years ago, and I was endlessly fascinated by it. And then I find out it's sitting around here, and I'm like, oh, who got me a copy of this doc I like? Because mm-hmm. I saw it on TV. And it's like, oh, no, you guys have that on Chassis.com. So oh. you guys should check that out. Send, <laughs> me, send me a tweet and uh, and tell me. And by the way, you'll get so angry at the parents. <laughs> All you'll do is want to kill the parents. All right, go uh, check out CorollaDrinks.com. We got lots of good stuff there. Go to AmCorolla.com. We got uh, buck slips and t shirts and then uh, shift and steer, of course. Listen yeah, thanks. at uh, Podcast One. Until next time, Adam Corolla for Matt the Moderator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.